Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. Hi, Jim. We couldn't reach you, so we went ahead with the job, and I know you're really gonna dig it. But if you don't, I suppose we can always tear it out. Hey, Dave. Hey, Steve. Look, I had so much fun doing season one of the Rockford Files. What, 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 what do you say that we just say, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead, and just do season two? I, I think it's an excellent idea. Also, um, let's see if we can get some torpedoes. I just okay. So I'll make a few calls. The, on, the only thing left to say is cry havoc and let's slip, slip the dogs the of dogs war. Dogs of war, yeah. um, indeed. <laughs> so, and then I guess it's now to say welcome to. Mm-hmm. I, it's not really season two of. Two hundred dollars a day plus no, expenses. It's season right? two of the show. Technically, of, yeah, season, that's right. Season two of the Rockford Files. Yeah, I don't do seasons with podcast except for no. best episode ever. We do seasons just because yeah. it's a throwback about old high old, but old. TV. Yeah, 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 and and you you do so little of them that it, it kind of justifies <laughs> that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it it's like the contemporary Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, it's every like two Sherlock. Years, Everybody's every waiting two for years a new they one. Come out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of fan theories. <laughs> yeah, well, all for you guys is just me and Jamie. So yeah, um, <laughs> that's I'm pretty pretty sure that's true. Yeah. Um, although I think from what the last comments that Jamie put, he 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 might he he might have gone off you. I think he. But might. anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, we also have to obviously thank the great Oliver Rockside for that was great. Uh, joining us for the season one wrap up. Yeah, that was great because I mean, it's always nice having somebody else's perspective and yeah. he also is a fan of the show uh, yeah, and exactly. he has told us that we are his favorite podcast. So it's okay. good having somebody on that, you know, cool. likes us. Cool. So, yeah. So, so thank you, Oliver. It was, yes. it was fun. I had a good, I had a good time, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you know, cause Dave and I spend most of our time talking to people who were born after yeah. 9-11. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like to actually yeah. talk to somebody who actually remembers the same stuff that we do is yeah. great. Yeah. Boy, that's yeah. unrealistic. No, it's not unrealistic. You just yeah. weren't around then, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and luckily Oliver is opinionated enough that he, you know, exactly. he makes it interesting, right? Indeed. It was a good time. And I was, uh, it was your suggestion uh, to have him on as a guest. And that was great. Uh, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. And frankly, uh, he's been welcome back anytime. Yeah. Cool. Um, so this episode, um, I should get our notes up because <laughs> I didn't take all this. Oh, this one, this one aired yes. on September 12th. Speaking of 9-11. Yes, it did. Yep. Not only that, mm-hmm. it aired two days, Yeah, two mere days yeah. after my eighth birthday. That's pretty great. So that's pretty great. Uh, so, um, I was born in 67. So mm-hmm. if, my, if my math is correct, uh, let's provide that my math is correct. Yeah. At, at the very least, I turned something. I think it's eight, two days <laughs> yes, uh, before. Fair that. enough. We know that was a year. Maybe perhaps if you're using the Aztec calendar, something would be different. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so this, this is uh season two, episode one called mm-hmm. the Aaron Ironwood School of Success. Yeah, it's a good title. The titles, yeah. by the way, I think the titles get better as the show goes on. They start realizing so. they can have a little fun with the title and just yeah. don't, don't call it yeah. the Kirkoff case, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I should also mention that there's a, a kind of a major change behind the scenes right. between season one and season two. After season one, Roy Huggins leaves. Yep. Um, Why is a little hazy. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm I not going to go a lot into it because I don't know a lot of information. Yeah, I don't know the backstory. I am actually doing some reading on, on, on that stuff. Oh, good. But sort of sort of nutshell is kind of 
some kind of rift developed between James Garner and Mita Rosenberg on one side and okay. Roy Huggins on the other side. Well, frankly, you go with the start. And, you know, <laughs> uh, you know about the direction of this show, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the, the part of the problem, too, is that the um, studio, the network, um, they were a little, they were a little, little nervous about the fact that Jim, like, basically lost all the time. Yes. And so they, they were afraid that, that the, the audience would get tired of, of Right, uh, Jim Rockford just getting beaten up all the time and, and never winning. Yeah, and you know um, what? When yeah. I see two or three in a row where things don't go for, well for him, I am yeah. always happy when it's one where things go well for exactly. him. So that's fair. Exactly. That's, you know, that's and, a fair thing. And so, you know, there were also these sort of discussions about taking the humor out of this show mm. and, you know, and, and again, it's not quite, sh we're, we're never, no one's, from what I understand, and I haven't read a lot about it, sure. but from what I understand, it's, it's not clear, right. like, like, like um, Garner thought that they wanted to completely take the, the humor out of the show, but it seems like that's not what they were saying. Okay. And so there was a kind of miscommunication between the two sides. Right. So it's often the case. Yeah. It's often the yeah, case, exactly. man. It doesn't matter what part of your, so, you know, that's happens. It's happened in all of our lives. I imagine too. Yep. So, yeah. You know, and, and, the, and the ratings for season two apparently did kind of slip a bit. So, hmm. um, Interesting. But they went I, four, that surprised four more seasons. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think some people have to realize that this was, I mean, again, not unlike the last show we did, not unlike Mad Men and not unlike we're also doing Black Sheep Squadron. Um, these were never really super popular shows. They were shows no. people knew about. I mean, yeah. the exception of Black Sheep, it's we're just doing that for the hell of it. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is an important TV show, Rockford yeah. Files. Like, it really is. And so was Mad Men. And neither of them were, they were critical darlings, but never. Yeah. Yeah. The show that was appointment viewing for most people. They were for some people in my house. This was this is how we spent Friday night with Jim with, with Jim and Angel and Beth. You know, that's what we yeah. did. Exactly. But yeah, a lot exactly. of people weren't like that. And and I think the importance of this show, yeah. There's there, when we talk about the episode, I think there there's one scene, just kind of one kind of offhand line that Rockford says yep. that for me, anyways, like like a cultural studies kind of guy. Yeah, makes this show so important. Okay, I can't right? wait to hear you what know, that is. Um, I'm excited. Part, part of it too is, of course, the 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 kind of the flipping of the detective show. Yeah, but there's also one more thing in there, and it's it is something that we've talked about before. So, okay. but um, but first, but first, hi everyone, John Brabeck here, and here's Steve Spotlight. So, um, in Steve's Spotlight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just talk about a, a guy who 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 was a credit producer on this episode. He, he only ever uh, produced four episodes of uh, Rockford Files. I'm not sure why. Okay. Um, and this guy is named Lane Slate. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to talk about him, aside from the fact that we kind of see that, that occasion, like like we have the producers, right? You know, we sure. we we have the Mita Rosenbergs and th and things like that. Um, but every yep. once in a while, like. You, you, Somebody comes on, and for a couple episodes, they're just giving pro producer credit. Now, of course, producer credit, um, as some of the listeners will know, um, is just a way of getting people more money. Yeah, if it's an actor, right. especially, right? Yeah, so you, exactly. Yeah, because exactly. usually the acting deals will, ha will have what it's called favoritation, so everybody gets paid exactly. the same, uh, except right. if you suddenly make 
John Hamm, one John of the producers, or, and yeah, January Jones, exactly. which was done with Mad Men, suddenly they're making a lot more money, even yeah, though they're exactly. getting paid. It's the same for acting. Yeah. And, and, and it's just a way of recognizing that, you know, they become a, the kind of the breakout star or something like That's that. Right. And, you know, it's a way of kind of giving them extra money totally. um, legally, of course. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but the reason I want to kind of talk about Lane Slate is it kind of gives me an opportunity to talk about three shows mm-hmm. that he was a writer for. Okay. Two of them he was listed as creator. And these are two, sh- three shows that kind of stick in my, my mind for some reason. Well, one of, one of them, it's obvious why it sticks in my mind, because he wrote for Mrs. Columbo. Um, okay. which, which was, which was a lame attempt to kind of, of, um, link Columbo, the TV show to this show and sort yeah. of bring, bring Columbo fans. It, it was didn't lame. work very well. Um, it was oh, like, God. like, like even, even if you get into it, it's a lot, of, it's really creepy because, you know, um, uh, what's her name who played Catherine Janeway? Kate um, Mulgrew. Yeah, that's right. Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> uh, blanked on her name for a minute played mrs columbo yes um and she was she was like 20 years younger than peter falk you know and so it was it was kind of creepy and he never appeared no right you know no. um but it was just this kind of attempt and, and then they eventually changed the title to you know Kate, Kate loves, loves a mystery, mystery. Yeah, so and... And they stopped she stopped being mrs columbo yeah exactly <laughs> just, which just was so probably better had that show yeah. done that from the beginning it might have made it it might have been fine sure because it, it wasn't a really bad show i agree with you right i mean it wasn't a great show yeah but it wasn't a really bad show and i think what happened is that people were starting to think like to compare it to columbo yeah. right and say yeah. this ain't no columbo yeah and it was like oh. and then the producers realized it their mistake but yeah it was too late by then um and he also did these two tv shows from from the 1980s for some reason they stick in my mind. Okay. Um, do you remember Magruder and Loud? Yeah. From 1985. It only I literally like four, only remember the name. I don't episodes. know. I don't know anything else about it. I remember the name. The name immediately. I, rem- I remember about. watching at least one episode. And it might have, it might have, I remember being over at a friend's and we were just kind of watching shows. And I think it was the, the, um, the premiere episode. Okay. But it, pl- it, it, it's, it was about two cops. Who are partners? Okay, well, sure. A man, a, a man and a woman. But here, here's the thing. Right, they were married. Oh, ooh, but, I see. But, but, but here's the twist. They didn't tell anybody. Right. <sighs> see, I guess because <laughs> because because um, cops are allowed to be married to each other. Sure, but they're not allowed to be partners. If that makes sense, which makes sense actually, it does. It, yeah. it does. Yeah. It does. It yeah. does make sense. That, that that's completely um, sensible. Yeah. So that was the kind of book these cops were were pretending not to be married right when they were actually married and i remember watching an episode okay right for some reason i don't know why (laughs) for some reason Um, (laughs) uh, like like, again i i can't say it was a great show or or bad show because i just remember watching it and stuck in my head so i don't remember if it was good or not yeah um you know i saw some somebody on imdb sort of commenting on it and said he said I remember this being a good show. He said, but I watched a lot of crap when I was a kid. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> so exactly. He, That's he right. He said, I don't, I don't know if it's still good, right? Yep. Um, no, my, my brother other... My brother once said yeah. when he was on Best Episode Ever, he did $6 million Man. And Anthony Marco said, have you ever gone back and watched it? My brother said, no, I'm afraid it's horrible. 
So yeah, I'm not going exactly. to, I'm not going to do that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. Exactly, I get it. Exactly. I get it. I, I get that completely. Yep. So Lane Slate is, uh, he wrote some episodes, but he's also oh. considered as the creator. Really? Yep. And the other episode, other show that he was uh, credited with creating um, mm -hmm. was Strike Force. Oh, I remember that because from that 1981 a... to 1982. Yeah. Yeah. That I remember. Yeah. Cause what you're about to say. Well, it's totally up my alley. Yeah. It's just the, the, the title is like, yeah. is it a show with guns and arm, army guys? Cause I'll watch that. No, they, this is cop. This is cop. Yeah. But it's this still got Robert a cool Stack one. Yeah. It's got a cool name. And it's got Robert Stack. And I will yeah, watch Robert Stack. Stack, who, by the way, I don't know if you know this, speaks completely fluent French. It's yeah. weird. I don't know how that happened. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they were like strike. So these were like, uh, like a kind of, yep. they weren't special forces, but they, they were, they were a specialized, of... they were a specialized unit that took they, only yeah. the hardest cases. They were the, uh, the police squad, part of the police force. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, it had Dorian Harewood in it. Hmm. Um, and they were, they were LA cops. Okay. Um, and so I remember watching that too yeah i do I, now that i did that i did watch and i like i like i said robert stack is so over the top and i love i love him like i think he's yeah. i will watch old episodes of unsolved mysteries just to see him overact explaining yeah, the phone course. number to call to find this fugitive of course, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah, he's funny. You know, and there and there are those memes, you know, going around that like uh, nothing was scarier than this guy telling you some killer hadn't been found. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you were on the lookout the next day, man. Yeah. I don't want to go up, man. It's dark out there. Robert Stack tells me this killer's still around. <laughs> That's right. And I listen I know to the guy the from the FBI. In Texas, but still, you know, there's airplanes. Exactly. There's airplanes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's hmm. Lane Slate, you know, hey. just a kind of, you know, cool. because, you know, and that, and that's the whole point about the, the, the spotlight thing that I wanted to do is kind of like bring it. about, you know, people whose names we don't necessarily mm -hmm. know. I mean, at some point I'll, I'll, I'll probably do a thing on Stuart Margolin and stuff like that, but, sure. but right now I'm just kind of focused on no, the, behind the, the names people. that you may never have heard of. Exactly. Um, you know, just cause, um, I think that's interesting. No, I agree with you. Right. So let's start then with um, the um, phone message. Mm -hmm. Hi, Jim. We couldn't reach you, so we went ahead with the job, and I know you're really going to dig it. But if you don't, suppose we could always we could always tear it out. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, they yeah, can't have like... renoed his his trailer. No. Um, I love uh, about two thirds, maybe three quarters of these these things are so ambiguous that there's no. Which I think is part of the fun of it, and I think they're making yeah. fun of answering machines that way. Yeah. Um, because people didn't know how to leave messages yet. So yeah. they would leave bizarre, just like messages like yeah. we've, we've heard. And that's what this is here because I've nothing. What would it be his car? No. Would it be his trailer? No, no. nothing no. else has anything that could be renovated. And, and how much is this going to cost? And this is and the next question right. is, yeah, exactly. Cause, cause that running gag is always about him not having any money and stuff like that. So how much is this going to cost him? Even if he wants to tear it out, I, I could see him just going, I hate this, but leave it in because I can't afford to have you take it out. <laughs> I, I wanted purple. I wanted the orange shag rug on the walls of my my trailer. Yeah, exactly. Because you know that was that was chic and style at the time. Style at the time. It was ugly, but it was chic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Dave, what was in the news? Well, in the news. So let's go to pop culture news first. Look at some music. Number one song in Canada is "I Believe." There's nothing stronger than "Our Love" by Paul Anka. <laughs> I am not a Paul Anka fan Me neither. on on a lot of levels. Uh, yeah. So we're not hearing that. In the States, it was Rhinestone Cowboy, which actually is not a bad song. And I like like Glenn Campbell, but no, 
Um, yeah, my, that was my sister's favorite song when she was a kid. A lot of people, and that was my, my my parents were huge country and western fans, so we had a lot. Of, I know a lot about country and western. Unfortunately, yeah, you, um, you know, <laughs> uh, and so Rhinestone Cowboy um, yeah. was my uh, sister's favorite. And, and, you know, and there's it's actually a, a good, the, and it's a good song. Like it's not yeah, a bad song. It just is. Glenn Campbell was a player, idea. right? Oh God, Glenn yeah. Campbell was a good musician, right? Oh, like God. like he he could play. He could play guitar. Holy right? Christ! You know, he's part of the wrecking crew, right? You know, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Um, and there's also, uh, I don't know where it is now, but there was a recording, a obviously a cassette recording of me when I was five pretending to sing I Never Promised You a Rose Garden by oh, Lynn Anderson. I think you've told me that before because I think yeah. I already had that view in my head. Like, and, and, and apparently like I had a little toy guitar and my arm was up on a footstool yeah. and I was strumming the guitar and singing this. So I don't yeah. know where that ended up um you know it may have been lost through the mists of time somebody may have it i don't know where it is now but i beg your pardon um yeah and in the state and in the uk it was a sailing not not the one you with the christopher cross one yeah not rod the good stewart one. um which also again rod stewart has times but this isn't one of those times i'm i'm, I'm not a fan of rod stewart yeah no. now and then he writes a good song you know maggie may yeah. is a great song for example but yeah a lot of i'm not a huge fan um okay so let's look at whoa oh movies Yep. The number one movie in the whole world. The first real blockbuster. The first real new blockbuster. I guess you could call Gone with the Wind a blockbuster, but I mean, this is the the first real summer blockbuster movie that happens at this level, and it's Jaws. Um, Yeah, it's Jaws. Now, normally I'd probably just play the trailer for that, except that this month is wild. Uh, September 1975, the month where two people try to kill. Uh, the president of the United States in separate occasions, and he just walks it off. Yes. <laughs> so in September 5th, uh, Lynette Squeaky from of the Manston family. Uh, so great. Uh, mm-hmm. Tried to kill President Ford. Um, yep. And I found a pretty good seven minute long uh, NBC report with John Chancellor. That we'll right. play at the end. I'll say this. Um, I doubt I would have agreed with Gerald Ford on anything. Like, and I mean, right. like almost yeah. anything. But I'll tell you this. The guy had balls of steel. <laughs> he does this. There's an assassination attempt. The woman's arrested. The gun doesn't fire. And she says, can you believe it? She actually yells, can you believe it didn't It didn't fire? Because yeah, she yeah. didn't put a round in the chamber because she didn't know how to use a gun. Yeah. Uh, and that afternoon, he gives a speech. It was just, it was, that's pretty my, and he did the same thing again on the 22nd of December. So, you know, 17 days later, someone else tries to kill him. Yep. Um, the seventies were wild. So we'll hear that at the end. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, dolls of steel for Gerald Ford. Yep. <laughs> well, you have to, to, to pardon Nixon. Uh, <laughs> also true. I, like I said, I don't think I agreed <laughs> with anything he ever did, but I think he was probably an okay person. That was, that's sort of. Probably, yeah. Remember the old days when people who had different views than you weren't vile, horrible people? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think he was probably- Some of them were. Some of them were. Keep in mind, some of them were. Don't misunderstand me. I didn't Um, say everything was perfect. Not all of them were. (laughs) No, exactly. Like the first George Bush and I, I think he probably, he and I personally probably would have gotten along. Oh, I think I would have got- What I know about him. Yeah, I you think know? I would have got on great with with George. Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have voted for him, yeah. but I think I would have. No, got I wouldn't have voted for him. I'm not sure I would have got along with his son, but uh, you know. Yeah, um, I. I have a the whole... first George Bush. I think I would have. I would have. You know. Yeah, probably got so along with. Yeah, just talk about Battle of Midway. Yeah, exactly. You Did know? you notice when this uh, one opens, the theme's different? 
Yes, it is. It's so much better. Yeah, it so is. much. It it's is. meatier. There's more bass. Yeah. There's a guitar solo in the middle that just sounds like it's in a live room the way it's mic'd, and it's just gorgeous. And I love it. It actually gives me goosebumps, and I'm getting them right now thinking about that guitar lick. Yeah, it's so solid. It's it's the it's the Rockford Files theme we 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 yeah. know and love. Yeah, exactly. The other one was Tinny Ear and Sound Like was on AM radio. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You know, which you which you can understand. You know, renewed for a second season, of and stuff like that. You know, yeah. you go. It's like okay, let's let's now let's let's let's, let's do this thing. This. Yeah, <laughs> let's, exactly. Let's really do it. Let's right? really do it. So, uh, so yeah. So we um we open on Rocky calling Jim. Yep. Um. Uh, so Jim is in the trailer, gets the call. Hmm. I guess that's Rocky's house. I think so. That's a pretty nice house, though. It is a nice house for a guy's like, a old former truck driver. Good on you, yeah, Rocky. Yeah. Um, saying that you pick me up in 20 minutes. They're going to the airport. Um, and Jim, Jim's late. Um, and he, he tells Rocky to grab himself a beer and turn on the roller derby. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. The roller things, derby was great. Great 70s stuff there. First of all, the idea that you can get to an airport like five minutes before a plane kicks off and or lands yeah. and everything will be fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the other one is the roller derby was a big thing. It was. It was. I mean, that's why that's why we get Rollerball the movie is because it's it's kind of roller yeah. derby taken to an all time level, right? I mean, and roller derby, you know, sport. It's it's like wrestling. It's sports entertainment. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think the roller derby that's played now, amateur amateur roller derby that's played now primarily by women, is like that. I think it's actually like yeah. they're messing around and wearing costumes, but they're actually kind of fighting and stuff. Whereas yeah. old timey roller derby was like professional wrestling. It was completely. Yeah. You know, on wheels on wheels it was professional wrestling on wheels yeah yep. yeah yeah and and there were some famous roller derby like you remember skinny, skinny mini Miller? i knew you could say skinny mini miller of course of skinny course mini miller right yeah. i mean oh, she, yeah. she was probably the most uh, or at least she's the one who's maybe because she's referred, called skinny mini uh yeah. it sticks into my mind she's the one who sticks into my mind uh the most um, you know, and so she became a little bit of a, little bit of a sort of a cultural star there, um, as a yeah. quote unquote athlete. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they used to always say 98 pounds soaking wet, skinny mini Miller. Yep. 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 Uh, and, so. uh, roller derby was fun. I wasn't a big fan, but it was always on Saturday morning, Steve. Oh yeah. And I, I could see it. It, it was kind of like American Gladiators. If you remember that's that the, that's show. the best. Yes. That's a fair right? way to put it. You yes. know, and I, I, I guess it was it, it probably was fairly cheap I think to so. film because you just had the the, the place you yeah. know the roller derby place and you had the 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 roller derbyists you know um roller so, derbyists yes yeah. I'm sure that's what they're called yeah. roller exactly. derbyists what uh, what else would you call them um, I, uh, players maybe I don't know but roll, players like roller okay. skaters okay. let's go with skaters 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 that skate. might have been the and if you had the right kind of helmet on you're a jammer and you can score points. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it it was far more complicated. Um, yeah. Than oh it yeah. Perhaps sounds. It wasn't just people rolling around in, on on roller. But it. But it. But it mostly. It people. mostly was. But that's that's why people were there. Yeah. Um. So. Um. And then we get we get the, the goons hired goons, hired goons. <laughs> and they abduct they abduct Jim. I love when he says they're having trouble with the car. And he goes, "Come on, it's flooded." How many times yep. have you said that to somebody? I don't even know what flooded means, Steve, but I've said it to people. No. I think it's flooded. Yeah, I have. I think it's flooded. It was it was a thing in the 70s. It's, you said that. Right? You know, and yeah, and the and the problem is you had to kind of wait for it to unflood, I guess. Um 
just wait for wait wait for a minute. Just, just it's it's flooded. It's like yeah. okay, so I don't. I, what is it? It's like I don't know. I think that's too much gas sitting in the carburetor. That's too, my yeah. I it's think flooded. That's what it, it is. Think, and you were kind of just waiting for the gas to kind evaporate. of evaporate. Yeah, evaporate. So I guess. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I guess. What do I know? Not much. You no, know, um, not much. Um, I know where to put <laughs> the gas in the car. Yes, so do I. And that's about it. Uh, did you notice who one of the hired goons was? Oh, who? Uh, no, I don't know that I did. Who was it? He was, he was listed as Jonathan Lipp, L-I-P-P-E, okay. which is how he was first um, oh, okay. credited. But he was, but his he his real name is Jonathan Goldsmith. Oh, yeah. I see him and here. He, he's the most interesting man in the world. Exactly, yeah. Da, the Das Equus beer commercial guy. That's tremendous. And, you know. That's tremendous. Um, that's him. So the most interesting goon in the world. Yep, he's one of the hired goons. I love it. Um, yeah, so um, also, as you point out, mm-hmm. um, one of the running gags throughout this show, this episode, is that uh, Jim is limping. And yep. I guess this I guess this is kind of why they begin with a kind of foot race yeah. rather than a car race chase. Yeah, I think Because there's right. a scene where it, it, it kind of looks like Rockford kind of stumbles a bit. Yeah. To in to injure injure himself, but as you point out, um, Garner had had a, a knee surgery, and so he was still limping from the knee surgery. So they kind of, I think, I think if you watch the, that kind of opening scene, there's there's a a place where he kind of steps awkwardly, and I think yeah. that was kind of their way of explaining why Jim yeah. is limping uh, throughout the episode. Um, yep. Yeah, they're correct. Which, which, which is good. You know, and of course, um, the the reason he's injured is that he does a lot of his own stunts and had forever. And he yeah. was a, he got a couple purple hearts in the Korean War. So it's a, yeah. like yeah. this is aggravating a war injury. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. he was re- that that limp is a real limp. He's exaggerating yeah. it a little bit, but it's a real limp. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> so he he um gets into Pizza's Dan's bug. I love that. Yeah, ah, we had a bug um, last uh, last episode. Yep. Now he's in another one. Yep. Yeah, and he says, "Hi, Dan. I need to take. I need to borrow your car." I love how <laughs> he hops in. And Jim kind of knows everybody, right? So yeah. Dan's like, "Oh well, whatever." Yeah, whatever. Um, and perhaps more importantly, everybody knows him. So it's like, "Ah, oh, Jim being Jim." That's right. <laughs> um, so um, he gets in this pizza delivery car with. Uh, was it piece of Dan's on the side and, and, you know, the little, little roof thing. And so he, you know, drives off and of course he escapes because it's a car chase and it's early in the episode. Um, so he gets away. Um, and then he goes to Rocky's, Mm -hmm. um, to pick Rocky up. And it's like, okay, you know, these guys try, tried, tried to kidnap me via, uh, with a gun. Um, I've just gotten away from them. So I'll just go over to my dad's and, and continue on with what we're doing in a pizza car. I've absconded with it, yeah, it's, exactly. yeah, it's, it's, it stretches your, you know, the credibility, but it's a TV show. So I let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we also get here where, I mean, and we've both said this in the past, kind of the one of the, one of the annoying things about Rocky, right. Or one of the irritating things is, yeah. Rocky seems concerned with the way things look. He's really into appearances. And I, I, yeah, I don't like, it's something it's a, it's a, I mean, I'm glad that the character isn't perfect. They, because people aren't perfect, but I don't like, it's a, there are some things I don't like in people. Um, and that's 
people, super people caring more about superficial things than unimportant, yeah. than important things yeah. is always bothered me. And it, it, I, I don't, I wouldn't like this very much. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the problem with Rocky is he, it leads him to lie about things. Yeah. And that, as we'll see later in the episode. And imagine being Jim, this yeah. is your dad saying, like, you'd feel like, shit. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just, I find it upsetting. Like, like it's, it's one thing for your parents to dislike what you're doing for a living. Of course. It's another thing for them then to lie about it to other people <laughs> and create this kind of imaginary world uh, that, where uh, you're doing something that, else that, that you're supposed to buy into when you're exactly. around the people who the lies have been told to. Exactly. That's the most insidious part of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and Aaron seems to be, or the Aaron Ironwood of mm -hmm. the title uh yes. seems to be a kind of hero of rocky he you know rocky seems to kind of yeah idolize him which and we won't mention it now but we do find out why yes. you know shortly yes um but jim also you know we we get a we get a dennis appearance yeah um, dennis has passed the, he's passed the lieutenant's exam yeah he's he's fifth on the list which is not bad i guess so um apparently you know he's got an oral exam to go through though um, you know, and so he said, you know, he figures he could make Lieutenant in a couple months if he studies real hard. Yeah. That's great. Good which for is you, cool. Dennis. Yeah. You know, um, but of course, you know, he, he's a little annoyed at Jim because Jim's not as excited about this as he is. Cause yeah. you know, Jim just had some guy point a gun at him and then tried to kidnap know, him. So I know. And Dennis you know. is like, you know what though? I passed the LT exam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jim is trying to find out. He he wants Dennis to 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 look up the car the license plate, so to run down the license plate. So he's trying to get you know, which he thinks is more important. Like, again, like it's not it's not that he's not happy for for Dennis. It's just no. I've got more important things to worry about. Dude with a gun yeah. tried to kidnap me. Yeah. I will celebrate, and it, it, this is he kind of says this at the time. I will celebrate your passing the, the exam yeah. later. Right? <laughs> it's great. I'm happy for you, but right now guy with the gun yeah. has more priority than you passing your lieutenant's exam. And this is the microcosm of their relationship. They're constantly talking about two different things. You know, almost always Jim and Dennis at some point in an episode are talking yeah. past each other, like just, yeah. yeah. And this is what's happening here, Yeah, but you can do that with old friends. So it's, I, yeah, I you know, I, I buy it. Yep. You know, um, and so they the guy they're picking up is this Aaron guy, right? Yeah, yeah. At the airport. Uh, yep, they're picking up this air who has his own airplane. It does right, private jet. Mm -hmm. Right, and we we find out that Aaron is kind of Jim's foster brother. He was an yeah. orphan who lived with Jim and Rocky for a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I think in, in some ways that's why, we, which is a, even a little bit more annoying why rocky kind of likes aaron it's like yeah. like the son i wish jim kind of was yeah. which is which is you know again a little little troubling um yeah. but you're right it, it's good that rocky's not a perfect character right? yeah he, i mean he shouldn't um, be and that's fine but it, it does bother me and if if if, if that if, if i was jim rockford i'd be pissed a lot of times at, at my father for behaving like yeah. this yeah. i mean i get that this aaron character's worth i don't know hundreds of millions of dollars he's the equivalent today of a billionaire he's he's yeah. like a billionaire yeah um then why doesn't he just write some checks so jim can buy a house but um anyway yeah 
yeah and <laughs> and all we find out why you know we do. <laughs> um, we do. um and also i mean jim kind of uh sticks this in when 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 they when they drive up to the airport and there's obviously the security guard there to, to let them in and he says uh this is the honorable joseph rockford of the bigger bakersfield trucking rockfords <laughs> as a kind of dig at at you know rocky say saying you're complaining about me you're not as hot shit as you think yeah that's great yeah. Uh, I like I like when Jim says something is not worth spit, which they did a lot mm-hmm. in certain shows, and you know what they mean. Yeah, because it um, rhymes with a certain swear word. And it's funny because as a kid watching this when I was ten years old, I thought to myself, "Well, they mean shit." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it puts the word in your head. It's the word. So anyway, and today you'd say probably say, depending on when this was on TV or if it was on a streamer, they'd just say shit. It wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so then we meet Aaron. Yep. Um, played by the great James Hampton. James um, Hampton is yeah. always a weasel. Yeah. But pine- he's like a he always plays a guy who's a weasel who's playing up the bumpkin angle. Yeah. yeah. He's perfected that. He's very yeah. he's still around. Um and yeah. uh yeah, he, he he writes, he directs, and he still acts too. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was Michael J. Fox's dad in Teen Wolf. Yeah. I mean, that's that's um, that's a pinnacle of our career right there. Yep, exactly. Um, and so he, as you point out, he's in a very bad blues suit. It's all the seventies are um, taking hold, Steve. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, and, um, it's ugly and it, yeah. it, it's almost like he's going to a prom or something like that. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, looks- it's that, it's that kind of suit. That's like, like a, an ugly prom suit. Like, it's like some, some 16 year old thinks he's being funny and, and edgy by wearing this ugly, you know, blue suit. Or it's Danny Bonaducci in 1974. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Pretending uh, yeah. to play the bass. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> pretending to play the bass. Yes, as a bass player. Yes, he was pretending to play the bass. Oh, which he which he admits. Like he, he which he is fine. He can't, he uh, can't play the bass. Right. It was a TV, he, he said, again. It was a TV. Either, so. It was a TV show. Just like you know, James Garner yeah. wasn't actually yeah. a private detective. So I'm okay with. Yeah, Shirley Jones and, and uh, David Cassie were the only ones who were they, singing. Actually, because um, they could actually sing. Yeah. Because they could actually sing. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So, and then, and then, so then we get, you know, a kind of thing where, you know, Jim's there and the, remember the Pizza Dan bug is there. They've gone, to, they've gone in the Pizza Dan's bug. The right. Part. And there, but there's this big white Cadillac yeah. that Aaron has kind of hired because, you know, that, that's the that's kind of guy he is. People I do. Yeah. You know, and, and he says, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll go with you guys. Right. And, and Jim says to Rocky, you can get in the back, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I was at a conference once when I was a postdoc and we the, are the PI, uh, the, our primary investigator set up a, a, a limo drive from the airport to the hotel. Yeah. You know, as one does. And now uh, yep. lim, limo, you tend to think of as a, you know, like a, like a van. It turned out what he rented was like a stretch limo and it was the yeah. greatest thing ever arriving yeah. at a conference <laughs> a stretch cadillac it was yeah. bold it was wonderful yeah. yeah my dad used to drive those when, really you know for for a bit for as kind of a, a part oh, right because you, you told me your dad drove, drove a bus right or something like that yeah yeah. 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 yeah 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 so he knew how to drive that's a that's a good gig yeah. yeah yeah um so they get to the they get to the trailer and, th- and this is where we kind of see yeah rocky at his kind of ickiest grossest yeah right you know, we're, we're, this is where he's, he kind of lies to Aaron because he said, basically what he says, we're building a house yeah. and we're living in this for now, uh, temporarily living in this trailer until the house is built. Right. Yeah. And Jim just goes, no, this is where I live. Yeah. <laughs> I live here all the time. 
Yeah, I, I, I love that. Know, I love that he did like, that too. Yeah, it was like yeah. I'm not going to play along at all. This is a this is bullshit. I live yeah. here and I like it here. Yeah, exactly. I believe he actually says I I I no I I live here and I like it. You know, like because yeah. you know I'm not, look I've never lived in a trailer, but it's no. as far as trailers go, it seems fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, um, when I first saw Magruder and Loud, I I think I was in a trailer because my friend lived in a trailer at the Woodbine Trailer Park. See, um, not too far from where I lived, so I think. You know, and my my sister lived in a trailer for a while, but see, um, when she, when she was first married, people do. There you yep. go. There you go. Um, not at the beach though. Um, so yeah, so you know, he, he and and I also like it that Jim is just like, because in past episodes when this come up, he he's complained and said, "Rocky, you can't do that." It, it's almost like he's he's now to a point where he's just saying. I don't care. Screw it. I'm, yeah, yeah that's enough. Like, I'm telling the truth. You know, yep. I'm just telling the truth, and mm-hmm. I'm not even going to bother bitching about it because nothing ever changes. So I'm just going to tell him the truth. Yeah. You know, although Aaron doesn't seem to be too upset. It doesn't seem to bother him in the least. You know, yeah. It doesn't need to bother him. So, you know, um, although this is the moment where I start to um, kind of realize that perhaps old Aaron is a con man. Oh yeah. Right. You know, um, and this is, this goes back to the title, Aaron Ironwood's school of success. As soon as I saw that, I thought this has got to be about somebody running a scam. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. A school of, you know, and this may be mean and I recognize that it may be mean, but if you're suckered in by somebody saying, I'm going to give you a school of success. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it will only cost you five grand. And you hand over that five grand, you've got yeah. no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's it's like, you know, it's clearly a con, right? Because, cause, you know, and this is perhaps a little bit later, but, but I'll say it here. You know, his, his comment is, you know, how do you become a millionaire like me? And in my head, I was thinking, set up a school of success and get <laughs> yeah. people to give you five grand to give you what, in today's world would be a PowerPoint slide presentation uh, filled with kind of ripoffs with platitudes, uh, you know, and, yeah. with platitudes and ripped off platitudes. Cause, oh, almost cause certainly. It, Cause as you point out, his, his, his motto is dare to win, <laughs> which, which is, is, which is rip off of the SAS. SAS yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Wins. He, who, who dares wins. And you know. uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I feel bad for people to get scammed. I really do. But there's yeah. part of me that sits there thinking, you know, at some point, did you not think that? Yeah. You should have said no. Yeah. It's yeah. I get that people get pressured. I'm not talking about old people getting scammed by telemarketers. No. That's not I'm talking no. about, you know, people that are of you know, go I talk about people who spend money to go to Trump University. That's what I'm talking yeah. about here. You should yeah. know. And also, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know what's a good business school, Western. What's a good business yeah. school? Harvard. They don't call it the Harvard uh, School of Success or the Western Ontario yeah. School of Success. They just have a name. Yeah. They don't have to yeah. call it that. You should know that. Anyway, the, folks, yeah. don't fall for these things, especially yeah. if they're being run by James Hampton. Yes, because <laughs> James Hampton. Now, I will be the actual James, James Hampton. Hampton. Maybe it will yeah. be fine. But by this Aaron Ironwood fellow, no. Yeah. And to be fair to James Hampton, yeah. he plays this these characters Perfectly. really well. Oh, oh he's I mean, good at it. Great at as it. As soon as you see him right. in a TV show, you think to yourself, "Well, I know it's I, I know what he's going to. Yep. He's yep. he's a scammer. Ninety five percent, he's a scammer. Yeah. And he plays it brilliantly. It's, it's, that's right? well, yeah. like he's. There's yeah. no argument there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, um, so yeah, so he gives this thing, and, and you can you can kind of you can kind of see Jim's face, right? Like Jim knows is a con. Of course he does, because <laughs> um, Jim's you know? a con man. He knows yeah. he can spot yeah. a con man, which you makes know. you think maybe Rocky's parenting creates con men. That's an yes. entirely different that, series of that's that's yeah. Maybe Rocky should be looking at himself. Yeah, look in the you. mirror, Rocky. Damn you! I'm putting that. In Maybe the show it was your right parenting now. skills. Look in the mirror, Rocky. Is is going yeah, look on? Look in the mirror, Rocky. Okay, here we go. I'll just put that. Look up. in the mirror, Rocky. Um. <laughs> okay, it's now in the show notes. <laughs> okay. uh, so, so, so now, now we kind of now we're kind of in the in the in the yep the moment where we kind of find out what's going on in the episode. Yep. Um, because as you say, after after the commercial, yes, um, we're at a bar. Yeah. And Jim and Aaron are arm wrestling. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, this is where you, you um, see, I, I, to me, this is Garner's face acting here is really, he, he conveys like six emotions. <laughs> it's yeah. really cool. Cause he's like, he's trying to win. He's also trying not to humiliate Aaron. Cause you know, yeah. you're thinking who's stronger of those two in real life. I'm sure it's James Garner. Um, yeah. but he's also, he doesn't, you know, he's kind of like his brother. He also knows he's kind of a scammer and like yeah. if all these looks are on his face at once, I love it. Yeah, you know, um, and so of course Aaron's telling him about all this stuff. Bullshit. Um, you know, J- Jim knows it's bullshit. <laughs> oh, but, he does. You know, yeah, but you know, it's, it's it's kind of his little brother, right? So yeah, it's, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of probably what Dan thinks about your bird stuff. Hey, oh, almost, bird almost stuff, but certainly. He, but he's my brother. <laughs> and and he's I love my him, brother. So it's fine. Put up, pull up with I put up with his bullshit. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, right? it's exactly what it's like. And then this, like. Who is the some guy okay, just sits thank down? Thank you. Thank you. I thought it's that like, was something they must have edited in a whole C plot that I didn't see or something. Maybe, but it just seemed weird that this guy kind of just randomly sits down next to them and they get up and leave because it's clear yeah. that there are empty tables. Right? It's it's one thing if 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 a guy came up. Sure. Now, of course, it wouldn't happen in TV because it it, it was it's it's a time waster. But somebody yeah. coming up, look, there's no tables. You got a chair, spare chair? Can I just kind of sit down here? You know, he just sits down yeah. and they just kind of look at him and get up and walk, walk away. It's, it's very like, strange. It's a very like, strange moment. It's, I don't it's, know why. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe there was a scene there or something like that that, that gets cut out. It's the only, cause I mean, right? why would you have somebody come and try to sit down? That's like, cause as you know, there are empty, ta- empty tables. So, yeah. and why would you have anybody come and interrupt in essence, a conversation? Is it to yeah. show that the conversation is private? Well, we could have had that without having the guy walk up. So yeah. I don't see what function this served. Exactly. It makes me think something was edited out. I, maybe, I don't know. maybe, I don't know. you know, I mean, I know eventually, I know it's, it's trying to get them to the shuffleboard, but yeah. you could just have Jim say, okay, that's, let's that, go play that, shuffleboard. That, let's go play. Let, let, let's talk about it over a game of shuffleboard. And people like do that. that. That's perfectly normal. Sure. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, cause when you're, when you're talking, sometimes you like to do things, right. You yeah. know? <laughs> You know, play shuffleboard and shuffleboard's not a thing that you have to really concentrate on. Oh, not right. Really. So, 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 so like you, you can, you can, you can be playing shuffleboard and, yeah. and chatting as you, as you're doing it. Right. You know, I so kept expecting, like, all I'm saying is throughout the whole episode, I kept expecting that guy, he was like hanging over me like a sword of Damocles. I kept expecting him to show yeah, up. Exactly. And he never did. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you know, um, um, che- Chekhov's bar patron. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chekhov's idea that you know yeah. the gun must go off, right? And so it's like you're waiting for the bar patron to come back, but he never does. Yeah, never does. Um, yeah. So, um, 
So, and again, I'm 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 still thinking he's a con man. Yep. Right. You know, uh, as I said, maybe 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 it's the cynic in me, but you know, you know, and maybe it, it maybe it's because of the actor, and I know that he plays con man. Yeah, I think a lot of it's that with me at, at this point. It was though yeah. when I heard School of Success. You know, I thought. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's 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 yeah. definitely a con. Um, yeah, that's um, that's bad. Yeah. But basically, what the guy wants, what 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 Aaron wants, is yep. for Jim to buy his company. Yes. Because he's being blackmailed. Yep. Um, and because because um, he's, let's just say he was with a friend who wasn't his wife. <laughs> but he paid. Um, but he paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh so they want him to this is the blackmail they want him to sell his company yeah. for 20 million yeah which sounds like a lot but when it's worth 200 million yeah isn't yeah. exactly so and he, again yeah it, that's it's it's a, these are numbers that are today would be in the billions like yeah. his company is worth at least one instagram uh, yeah. uh you know um so if you could buy that for a tenth the price, you would. So that's yeah, what's going exactly. on here. Yeah. You know, and so that way, if Jim owns owns the company, mm-hmm. then they can't blackmail him anymore. Yeah, because Jim owns the company now. So See, that's the not, this is when I, this is when I knew it was a scam because I thought yeah. to myself, this is they they just find another way. This is this yeah. is this is bullshit. And I thought, okay, yeah. so this Aaron guy is full of crap, and as of course. Yeah. Of course he is, or the show would yeah. wouldn't be interesting. Of course, yep. Um, and so Sue Ann is his wife. So yep. Just to just to kind of name drop that, um, and then we get our Beth moment. I love when Beth shows up. Ever yeah. almost yeah, we always. Get her, we get her for 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 those of us who are jo- jonesing for our Beth yep. uh, appearance. Which it's a Beth episode. I like to call these Beth episodes as long as there's a because, Beth in it. Yep. Because I'm a fan of Beth. I'm a fan of Dennis too. I like when they're when they're when they're in it, but I'm a fan oh, of, yeah. of Beth because you yeah, know. Beth's a great character. Uh yeah. also again, people should keep in mind the time it's 1975. Women yep. lawyers weren't that big a thing. And women lawyers who didn't take shit from people on TV shows were almost not a thing at all. Uh, and this is the moment that I mentioned before mm-hmm. when okay. I said why okay. this show is an important show. It's not just because it takes yeah. hu- a humorous look at the detective, yeah. you know, but as they're walking, Aaron says to Jim, hey, your your lawyer is good looking. He says, yeah, she's good, too. Yeah. Right. And it's just that like comment. Right. Yeah. He just Jim just says, yeah, yeah, that's not that's not why she's my lawyer. She's my lawyer because she's a good lawyer. Right. And yeah. it's like that kind of moment. And, you, and like as a, a cultural studies guy, you, you can kind of see how this the like the the feminist movement is is kind of starting to yeah. get to make uh, inroads in, in popular culture and TV shows and, exactly. and stuff like that. And, and the way Jim does it, like, again, he doesn't he doesn't make a big deal of it. No, he just says, yeah. And she and she's good at it, too. Yeah, right? you know, as as if to say, you know, like 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 he said to Rocky, it's it's kind of him just saying, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. That's not why she's my lawyer. She's my lawyer because she's good. She's my lawyer. She keeps me out of prison. She's very yeah. good at this, and the yeah. fact that she's good looking, whatever. I yeah. really like this, and it it is a moment that reminds you about James Garner, um, and it reminds you of how nineteen seventy five was not. 2023 if if 
I'll say this. If someone said to me, not that I have a lawyer, but if someone mentioned that to me, I'd probably look at them and go, what? <laughs> like, it would be so weird to hear someone say, oh, well, your lawyer's good looking. I go, really? What? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, because Beth is a good looking woman. That's Sure. She's a handsome woman. There's no, there's no argument but there. That's not the point. That's not why she's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Um. You know, and and so as you said, you know, Jim deflects the comment, which I think, which I think is great, because you know, again, that's that's the importance of popular culture, you know, and that's why I study cultural studies, because you know, this popular culture stuff is is kind of sort of putting itself in into people's minds, and and you know, you know, what we might think of as kind of normalizing this con, you know, a female lawyer, which again may seem weird to us in 2023, because yeah, there are loads of female lawyers, yeah. Um, about half of them, you know, yeah. but here in 1975, <laughs> yep. it's still a kind of weird thing, you know, yep. and these, these kind of misogynistic attitudes are still prevalent. Very much. I mean, so. we still haven't, we, we still, still have today. Yeah. It's not reports, like that's all right. But they were far more common in 1975. Yeah. You know, in Ontario um, right now, for example, 56% men, 44% women lawyers. Yeah. So it's basically 50-50 and it's it's yeah. pretty much a split, which is what I would expect. Yeah. Wasn't like that in 1975. And let's face it, to get to get through law school, you have to be pretty smart. Yeah, I don't think the yeah, there's not I, that's that's true. Right? I would say that's you know, true. Yes. The lawyers I, mean, I know so, are not stupid. Yeah. No, exactly. So, you know, um so and I as, as I said, I think that's this is one of the re- reasons why Rockford as a show remains relevant. Yeah, I agree with you. Right. Like you can still watch it and get something from it because it still has these, these, these kinds of things, right. You know, in it, you know, Yep. and, and then of course we also see kind of the easy kind of relationship, just like we did with the scene with Dennis between Jim and Beth. Yeah. Right. When, when she, when she said, now that you're worth 20 million, uh, maybe you'll, you'll pay your bill before Christmas. <laughs> I thought that was good. Nice, <laughs> um, nice burn on Beth's part. That's good. Yeah. The irony, of course, that she never yes. pays his bill either. She right? never so pays bills. It's like he never, I think probably yeah. over the years it balances out. They don't owe each other anything. That's that's sort probably. of my my it head probably canon balances is if, out, you, yeah. if you figured it out, it's yeah. probably roughly the same. Yeah. So, um, and so, um, and of course, understandably, Jim doesn't want to just sign this pay, the, these legal documents yeah. without checking for his, with his lawyer. Yes, smart. And she says it's legal. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know. She, she noticed, she, she, she probably, she kind of recognizes that it might be dodgy, yeah. right? In the sense that, you know, there, there must be maybe some kind of scam or something going on, mm-hmm. but Jim's not going to end up in prison over it. No, 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 it, no. It's, exactly. It's legal. Yes. Right. You know, um, and so um, he's not going to go to, which becomes an important issue later because the feds pick him up, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he's a little bit confident with them. And I think that's why, yeah, because he knows it's legal. You know, and so any any threats that they have against him are a bluff because yep. he's gone to Beth, and Beth, being a, a good lawyer, a smart good lawyer, says, "No, yes. this is this is legal. You're fine. You know, yeah. you know, it's you know the the morality and the ethics of it may be questionable, but legally, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah, and it's not you a know. court. They're not courts of morality and ethics. They are courts of law. Exactly. Yep. Um, and so um, and so then um, Aaron says to Jim. When haven't I been straight with you? Well, the first time, Jim replies. <laughs> I love that. That's great. And you know that Jim's been thinking about these things because he grew up with this guy. Yeah. 
And it seems like this guy's always been like this. So he's had in the yeah. back of his mind at one point, I'm going to tell Aaron all the shitty things he's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like this. I mean, which, yeah, it's great. Which is probably why he goes to Beth because he knows what Aaron's like. And it's mm -hmm. like, ah, there, there must be something here. So I better, uh, yeah. I better check and make sure there's no legal catch going on yeah. there. Um, so then Jim and Aaron go to meet the buyers. Yep. Um, and of course we get the most interesting man because the goons hired yeah. goons from earlier yeah. were uh, sent by the buyer. Yeah. Vito. Um, Vito, who Jim knows. I love that. Hi, Vito. Hi, Vito. <laughs> They've been in prison together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's played by James Guardino, I guess to say you pronounce yeah. that. Who was, geez, he's been in a lot of TV lot shows, of Steve. <laughs> kind of playing these kinds of roles. Yeah, everything right? from the Andy Griffith show and the Rat Patrol, which yep. I'm on a rewatch of right now, uh, all the way to, what do we got, something more recent? Let's scroll all the way up. The last thing he did was uh, State of Grace. I remember that show. And he was in an episode, where Guy was in an episode of Arliss. Uh, okay. I've never seen Arliss. So. You're very, very lucky. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't watch it. I don't say that about most TV shows. It's garbage. Anyway. We're not, folks, we will not be doing a podcast about Arliss. No, because I've never seen it and Dave doesn't and like it. And it's so. garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and weirdly, it's one of those shows that, that I, I, until now, I've never heard a review of. Well, like, like there's shows out there yeah. that I haven't seen that I know whether they were popular shows or not popular yeah. shows. Sure. But I, I have no sense of Arliss. I, I just know the title. Two word, my two word review of Arliss is shit sandwich. Uh, <laughs> if you, yes, 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 yes. But yeah, I mean, the, he was in all kinds of stuff and he's, yeah. he plays the heavy mobbed yeah. up guy really well. Yeah. yeah. He's scary. He's scary here. He's yeah. actually scary. He, he plays scarier. it really well. Yeah. And as you point out, we get a reference to the mafia. Yeah. They actually use the word mafia. They don't, they don't say the syndicate. the syndicate. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know they, why that you know, is. Because, I think maybe because you know, Godfather. Yeah, probably Godfather. Yeah. 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 Um, so Jim and Vito go out onto the balcony because you know Aaron has nothing to do with it now because he doesn't yeah, own the company. He's not the owner, yeah. Um, and Jim <laughs> Jim, I, I guess Jim expects Vito to do this. Yeah. Um, so Jim try proposes it just selling it for twenty two million. Twenty two million rather than twenty million. Yeah, yeah rather than than twenty million. Yeah. Um and Vito says no. And Jim <laughs> As we know from season one, yeah, is not going to stand up to the mob, oh, no. to no, the mafia. I wouldn't either. Uh, it's a very yep. wise move, and uh, I love what he he signs it over and he tells Aaron, "You don't say no to these guys; they'll kill you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like explaining it to him. This is the mafia. They're yep. if you heard about them, they're horrible. They will kill you. Yeah, and they're giving you twenty million dollars. You get it? Yeah. Like, look, like, I understand like, that maybe your company's worth two hundred million, but twenty million is okay money. Yeah, you know, I mean, normally the mob just sort of moves in, kills you, and then takes over the business. That's right. Here, what? they're actually giving you a chance to save your life. <laughs> Plus $20 million. So fine, you don't get the jet and the, and the driver anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But and, dude. And, you're... and Jim's thinking, hey, this is a good deal. <laughs> exactly. And it's, right? and it's all get, in my name. <laughs> yep. You get $20 million and yeah. the mafia is going to not kill you. That's a, that's yeah. a good deal. That's a win-win. Yeah. Um. But he won't give the check to yeah. Aaron because it's a cashier's check. Cashier's check, you know, which is cash, basically. Yep. Yeah, because that way you don't have to wait for it to, you know. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing, right? In a con, that if you if you don't give somebody a cashier's check, 
they can stop payment on the check, right? Yeah. So you you can you can sort of sign over things and then not get the money, but with a cashier's check, yep. because as you said, it, it is basically it's, cash. It's cash. Yep. You don't need to worry about it. You, know, so. you don't need any ID. You need nothing. You walk into a yep. bank with a, a certified check and they'll go, okay, that, like that's the way it works, right? Yeah. Uh, and Aaron isn't happy because uh, no. he sold his company and he's this whole, his whole plan isn't working. Whereas I think going through Jim's head is it's working just fine. I got $20 yep. million dollars and they're not going to kill me. Uh, yep. <laughs> and you knew right here when Aaron goes to fight with Jim, you think to yourself, yeah, I don't think this is going to end well. No, no. <laughs> For and so Aaron tries to take a swing. Doesn't, doesn't work. And Jim. Yeah. Beats wins him. the fight. Yeah. Right. Cause he you would. Know. Yeah, because he would. Because yeah. you know, um, I'm sure James Garner could have beaten me up. I, yeah, I think so. He was a big, uh, powerful know, looking dude. Yep. I I could probably beat him up now because yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm one and zero against time. Jim Garner. I'm undefeated yep. against Jim Garner. Exactly. Uh, I've also um, beaten the, Hitler up a lot. Of course. Uh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Strange choice there. Uh, well, you know, for some yeah. reason, Captain America has been in my head a lot recently. But you know, <laughs> people. Because I, I think it's the, the the guy who does the um, Babylon 5 stuff um, just did a thing. Straczynski, uh, yep. Yeah, he he just did a thing on Captain America. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And people are wondering when when Captain America became woke. It's like Captain America started Jesus, off punching have, Nazis. Have you read? Like, I, I, like, I, like Captain America, the first issue of Captain America uh-huh. on the cover uh-huh. is Captain America punching Hitler. Like, Even like, I know it's that. It's literally Steve. punching Literally, Captain America, weirdly, because I'm a Canadian, but Captain America is one of my favorite all-time heroes. Oh, he's TV, great. Uh, superheroes. Yeah. Spider-Man, then Captain America. Yeah, that's um, good. That's Batman, good. Then Batman. I, I kind of like Batman because he's kind of nuts. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of guys like Batman because we all sort of secretly think, well, if I had a zillion dollars, I could fight crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so that's where my mind went when you mentioned Hitler. It was Captain America yeah, punching that's Hitler. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> First episode of Captain America. Yep. Um, and I also think, you know, because Jim knows Aaron, I think part, part as I say, it's waiting for the other shoe to drop. I, I think Jim knows something's yeah. up. That's right. He doesn't quite know what it is. Right. He's okay because he knows legally he's okay because he went, he went to see Beth. But yeah. there's something going on. And I think that's why he doesn't give Aaron the check yep. is because not because he necessarily wants the money for himself, but because he knows something's going on. Yeah. Um, because the mafia is trying to muscle in on he Aaron. Should, should tell you something, you know, yeah. and you know, if, if the mob's trying to muscle you in on something like, like not kind of a local, like if, no. if you've got a local store or something like that and yeah. you know, they're trying to extort money from you with, you know, that, but this kind of school of success thing, um, the, the mob getting involved in that there's, there's something going on here and Jim doesn't quite know what it is. So he's yeah. not doing anything um, just to be honest the safe side. and to quote to quote you know uh oliver rockside's i think from music from his you know from his favorite decade the 1960s uh you know that something's happening but you don't know what yep. it is and that's what's going uh, on yep yep exactly i'm not sure the answer is blowing in the wind though i don't think so either <laughs> <laughs> um um so uh he he deposits the check yep right he doesn't take the you know, can can you imagine though being the the teller I have this $20 million check. Yeah. You know, 
type, typing, typing in, looking up Jim's account. Yeah. You've got 10 bucks in here, buddy. You're, you're suddenly depositing 20 I, million. Into, I once deposited account. a check when we sold our house just before we were going to leave yeah. Cornerbrook and I deposited a check for, I think it was $18,000. Um, and I went, just went to the bank because I thought <laughs> I ran to the bank because it was closing and the next day we were leaving and I thought, I don't want to put mm -hmm. this in through a bank machine. So I put the check in and the woman's just, do would you like some investment advice or something? I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> but it was, it was strange because I, yeah. the whole time I was holding this and I didn't want to put it in my pocket. I held it the whole way to the bank. Cause it's like, yeah. if I fuck this up, yeah, we're, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know I've, I, because as you know, a couple of years ago, I won some yes. money. Yes, on a did. draw, I Just won $150,000. Imagine I'm in my car with this check of $150,000 in my pocket. Yeah. You know, um, I rolled up the windows. Uh, it was summer. I rolled up the windows oh, yeah. because I didn't want the check to blow out or anything oh, like that. Fuck. It's like, Ugh. oh, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you, by the way, I think in, in the States, we don't pay tax on winnings here in exactly. Canada. So Steve basically became Aaron Ironwood and started his own yeah. school of success. Of course, of course. Um, and you can send your check five five thousand dollars to five thousand dollars to Steve Cluche. Yes. If you'd like to, if you'd like to buy this podcast, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure who owns this podcast. I guess we're co-owners. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's yeah, interesting yeah, point. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So send ten million to Dave five Broadbeck. Each. Sounds good. Uh, I'll split it. Ten million to me. Sounds good. No, I'm I'm going for the twenty million. Oh, you take we'll take the twenty. Okay, yeah, split, I'll split. I'll, I'll split the twenty with you. Sounds good. Okay. Um, and Oliver Rockside is left out in the cold. Of course. <laughs> um. So yeah. So he deposited the check. Um. He's being watched by a guy talking yeah. into his sleeve. That's got to be somebody with some agency. Yeah, because you know you're you're thinking you know these. The, these sort of feds, they, they think they're being subtle, but you know, you, you're walking along and some yeah. guy is speaking into his, um, into his wrist, into his sleeve. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, even today, that's kind of weird because, you know, cause you've got the, like the, the handheld stuff or yeah, hands free right. stuff. So yeah. you can't, you can be talking on the phone today, yes. Yes. Uh, but you're not talking into your sleeve. Right. You don't, you don't put, you, you don't put your microphone in the sleeve. Right. Cause you know, um, that's a, dumb place to put it yep and, and of course guy, it's, yeah yep go ahead it's jim swafford is the actor yeah. uh, ken swafford i'm sorry yeah is the effort actor and he is the most he played uh that kind of character perfectly always yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah, the yeah. show's really good at yeah. cat getting the right people for yeah. these kind of roles and these sort of one or two off uh roles and yeah he's great here as an fbi agent because yeah. he just yeah. He, I don't, I've never met an FBI agent, but I think they're more like this than they're like Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, cause, uh, he's, I don't, I don't want to say he's incompetent, but no. he's not as competent as he thinks he thinks he does, but he's angry. Yep. He is angry. He is <laughs> angry. Really angry. Um, and so now we know that there's something really going on now. If the feds are after him, of course, because if, if the mafia is involved, the feds are going to be involved somehow. That's right. Um, you know, and so um, we find out also that Aaron is divorced. Yep. And so that nobody's blackmailing. Nobody's blackmailing him if he's divorced. Yep. So, you know, um, and again, you know, I think this is this is the kind of scene when he's when when Jim's talking to to the feds, this is where the scene with Beth makes all kinds of sense. 
right? Because, you know, if Jim is not sure that this is legal, yeah, then it's a very different scene. But right now, that because Jim knows that it's perfectly legal and there's nothing they can do to him mm-hmm. legally, mm-hmm. like he, you know, he doesn't have to play play ball, right? He doesn't have to cooperate. Yeah. You know, he, you know, there's nothing that they can threaten him with because he knows that he's he's not done anything wrong. Yep. You know, for sure. Right. You know, because that's that's what that's what the cops do is is like yeah. they 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 pressure you because they they make you think that you can do something. They can do something to you. They yep. can arrest you or they can charge you with something. But Jim knows they can't charge him with anything. Nope. So, right. Yep. Because he has a smart lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and and so. um you know, as I said, uh, Jim knows something is off. Some there's, you know, Jim. Jim knows there's something going on, and now he's he's even really sure that there's something going on here. Um, yeah, he's not sure what yet, of course, but you know. Um, and so he calls Aaron. Yep, uh, it's a, a big episode with phone calls. A lot of fun. It's yeah. like a Bob Newhart episode or something. So yeah, many exactly. phone calls. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so they meet up. Yep. Um. And Jim says he'll hand over the check once Aaron tells him what's going on, because that makes sense. Um, Aaron, of course, being, yep. I, I, you know, I I, I kind of think here that Aaron kind of feels a little bit intimidated by Jim. Oh, I think he certainly does. Yeah. Right. So I, 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 I think we got this. There. I think we got this kind of sibling sibling rivalry going yeah. on. Oh, I think I think that's what that's all, that's exactly what this is. This is the younger brother trying to impress the older brother. That's, exactly. That's that's what you this know, is. Yeah. We, and and especially since he was like the foster brother too, right? So yeah. you know he you know he feels he has to even do more to kind of um, prove himself um, to Jim and to yeah. Rocky, even though Rocky kind of already idolizes Aaron. Yeah. So they have a fight. Yeah. Which looks like um, a real fight. That looks yeah. more like a real fight. Like I, I haven't seen a lot of real fights because yeah. I don't hang out places where there's fights. Sure. But when I have seen two grown men fight that aren't in a boxing ring, that's what it looks like. It's not yeah. two guys. It's not Lane Price and Pete Campbell trading blows. It's this. Yeah. It's two guys on top of each other trying to get punches in. That looked yeah. real. I, I thought that was yeah, very well yeah. choreographed. Yeah. 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 But as I, and as I said, I think you know one of the things here is is it, at this moment in the sh- episode is kind of like an ending moment. It really is, yeah. Because at the end of that, it, uh, there's a good line where where Jim just says, "Here, take the check," and then he's there, kind of like fix checking his teeth and stuff, and he goes, "What happened to us?" Yeah, I think that's just kind of a great line, is to say, really you know, this is an end of like you know a. a uh, you know, um, you know, kind of a family thing, right? You know, a, a close friendship, but also kind of like a, a a brother relationship, you know. And it's ending, and and Jim kind of realizes that this, this is the moment that they, you know, that that their relationship could be over. Yeah. And he says, "What happens to us? Yeah. What, and what happened to us? And that's where you realize these are brothers. Like that's that's yeah. where it hit me. It's like oh, he really does care about him as much as he's annoying and." Yeah probably a criminal um yeah. he also cares about him and that's that's kind of special I, I like that yeah 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 um and so um the fbi um is here at Jim, jim's in the parking lot 
um, and we find out that the feds want Aaron uh, because he's kind of kind of running what we would think of as a, a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, or the or or perhaps the North American Soccer League. But yeah, he's yeah. basically running a a Ponzi scheme. It's uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's being um, what's his name? Uh, most famous Ponzi scheme, Bernie Madoff. I mean, if you Bernie if you want to, yeah. yeah, yep, yep. Um, and they left they let Jim go because you know as I've said before, Jim has already told them that it's legal, so yeah. they have they have no leverage against Jim. Um, they may have against Aaron, but not yeah. against Jim. And That's so Jim is like, "Well, you know, I let I left him." And there's there's this great scene where you know he tells him, uh, they ask him where Aaron is, and he said, "Well, I left him in his hotel room." And and Swafford says, "He's not in his hotel room." He says, "Yes, he is. I just left him there 15 minutes ago because we went down to the loading docks and had a discussion." Uh, and then is, Swafford is like. Oh, where and so Jim kind of says, "Where's the guy? You're, you, you know, is what is he in the gift shop, right? You know, your your guy tailing him. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, showing the like the incompetence of the feds. It's like yeah. he's there, and he's like, no, he's not. It's like, yeah, he is. And so Swafford goes off to call somebody to find out what you know uh, to find out where his guy is and why he didn't know that Aaron was in yeah. the um, hotel room because he says he's not there." We have yeah. a guy watching, and Jim goes like, "Well, I just left him there, so your guy is shit." Yeah. Um, <laughs> and where are you training these idiots? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you got to remember that at the time, the FBI were not very high up in the public's esteem. No. This is closely post Watergate. This is everybody questioning everything, and the FBI are yep. thought of as as basically an oppressive, um, secret police. By, yeah. a, by a lot of people, not just by people on a political extreme. The, no. the, this is a very common view that people had of the FBI at the time because yeah. of what, because of that, um, well, because of the 1960s and everything that yep. all that, that shook out from it. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, and again, we get another scene, I think, which is kind of shows us yeah. why this show is important. So cool. He gets into a cab. Now he's followed by the goons, the yep. hired goons. Yes. But uh, actually, this might be the FBI. This I is think the FBI it, I think goons. Those are FBI goons. FBI. Yeah, I think they're yeah. FBI goons. Not yep. the, the goons, hired goons. Um, but there's a cab driver here. She's awesome. Uh, yeah. African American woman wearing the old yep. timey taxi cab hat. Yep. Yeah. I once in my life want to see one of those hats in the wild. I've never seen one. Yeah. Um, she's just. Yeah. If you saw this today, it wouldn't surprise you. But in 1975. Yep. It was, I bet this was jarring. Um, yeah, I would think me, so. It took me, I wouldn't say it took me aback, but it was like, whoa, what's going on here? This is a, this is a bit of a shift in tone. And I liked it. I mean, I'm yeah. not complaining about it at all. I really, quite, in fact, it's probably my yeah. favorite scene in the whole episode. Because normally you're expecting like a white dude. Yeah. And we get right? a black woman. So yeah, we cool. get a black woman. Yeah. Right. You know, and a feisty one as well. Yes. Because she recognizes that they're being followed and she yeah. says, you know, for 20 bucks, I can lose them for you. Yeah. He goes, no, no, no. And she's like, no, 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 I can really do it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, he's like, no, no, no. And like, you know, and it's kind of, kind of a, a reversal of the, the kind of thing where the hero gets in and goes, look, lose these guys. And the yeah. cab driver's going, I don't want to lose them. I'll give you 20 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Then. Right. She's the one going, just give me 20 bucks. And I'll do it for you. Go, go, go ahead. You know, yeah. it's like um, she drives around LA all night, hoping that someone will get in her cab like that. Exactly. It's, I exactly. love it. I just freaking love it. And I wonder if there's a kind of black exploit 
exploitation influence here. Yeah, I think with, with might kind be... of like the the um, Pam Greer stuff, um, the movies and stuff like that. Well, we get we get a couple um, of episodes this season that are black exploitationy. We get an Isaac Hayes episode. Yeah. We get a Lewis Gossett Jr. episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, it could be it could be they decided you know there's something cool happening yeah. in black cinema. Yeah. Let's see if we can throw some of that in here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so they get to they get back to the trailer. Um, Jim looks out, sees the feds, says, "Have a nice night, fellas." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and and I'm, I don't know about you, but but I'm guessing he 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 kind of wants them there. Oh, he certainly wants them there. Yeah, because he knows that the goons hired goons are probably going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, because something dodgy is going on. He is still not quite sure what's going on, yep. but he knows something dodgy is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he. Uh, he um wants the feds there because they're acting like bodyguards yeah right um and he doesn't have to pay for it um and then of course he he's awakened um by some guy with a gun yeah right you know um they head out to a car Vito is there as as you say Aaron is there as well mm-hmm. right you know um and now the 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 Vito and the mob knows that this is a Ponzi scheme mm-hmm. and that what they bought, I don't know. I mean, you know, are you buying the school of success? I mean, you know, people with five grand given the money is silly. You're going to give $20 million to some guy to buy his school of success. To, to, to buy his Ponzi you know? scheme. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, I'm of two minds, Steve. One of them is I would expect the mafia would like criminal enterprises. On sure. the other hand, I don't think they want criminal enterprises. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think they have any moral qualms here. I think I think they're frightened of, oh, this is a way to get caught. And the if the feds are already on this. <laughs> yeah. And you've stolen my money. Yeah. For then something there's, that, there's also you know, that. Yeah. I didn't realize it was this. I thought I was actually buying something. Yeah. Substantial. Right. Yeah. Um, not a Ponzi scheme. Not a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I thought I was getting a, uh, I, I, I thought I was buying a professional sports team, not the Tulsa Roughnecks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Tulsa you know, Roughnecks. Tulsa yep. Roughnecks. Yep. North American Soccer League. Yep. They eventually became, I think they, think they eventually became the Edmonton Drillers. I think so. Yeah. I don't know why um, I knew shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Magruder and Loud, so. You yeah, know. see, I, I, I don't know. I, Rebel sports leagues and weird sports leagues are, are one of my favorite things. I don't know why they are, but they are. Yeah. Yep. So, um, of course, now the problem is that Aaron can't pay them back. No. Like, he just can't, he just can't say, here's your money back. Leave me yeah. alone. Yeah. Because the feds have frozen his assets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is why he wanted the cashier's check in $20 million uh-huh. because, you know. It all um, makes complete sense. Exactly. Um, and then he makes reference to ACDC. <laughs> so, or perhaps Trudy yeah. Campbell or Pete Campbell saying Hell's Bells. Yes. Because Hell's Bells. Um, Hell's Bells, Trudy. Hell's Bells, which is the, the, the greatest opening to any album. It's, because you know, it is good. Back, and I'm not an ACDC guy at all. I think it's I'm back just, in black and it's the first album after superb, Bond's God's death. Yeah. And it just begins with that ringing of the bell. Yeah. No, the, it's, like, it's, it's tolling for the death. Of, and then, then oh, yeah. Angus Young's guitar comes in. It's like, yeah. oh man. Oh, no, uh, like I just, the, I just got goosebumps like, with you describing it to me. The emotion of that moment yeah. and all that kind of yep. stuff. Just like, you know, we're back, we're going, we're moving on, but we're remembering our friend who, I, who died. 
yeah unfor- died young yeah uh, and we and we keep getting this kind of also this um, recurring thing which we talked about before in yeah. which the car keeps flooding yeah it's right? it's I, kind of a it's an odd thing I yeah. don't understand it it's I, fine because cars do that I, I get yeah. that. I, I think what it is is because at the end when Aaron and Jim are trying to escape, okay, that it doesn't work. So I think they're it's going they're they're leading up to this kind of joke at the end, yeah. okay. But they don't make a big deal about the joke, no. So the joke doesn't kind of the joke kind of fails. Yeah. It right? does because it they does. didn't make a big deal. Like it would be a big deal if you know Jim's trying to start the car, you know, and there's this kind of sort of farcical moments, you know, with Jim and Aaron trying to start the car and Jim trying to start the car and Aaron going, "Start the car, start the car," you know, and the and the the the, the hoods coming and stuff yeah. like that. But but it's not really like that. It's kind of no. like you know, it's all you, you know, a damn squid. Yeah, it's some people. <laughs> it's odd. It's 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 an oddly put together bit of the show it really is yeah and that's yeah. the second part of it because the other weird thing was already that got that weird bar patron so yeah it's strange. Exactly. Yeah. yeah um and so of course you know they're they're in the car this is before before they they run away the car keeps fucking up so yep. now jim as you say jim and aaron needle the goons hired goons they're yeah. talking some kind of code yeah it's an open code is it's called uh, yeah. so when you speak in open code, you're speaking in complete English sentences and other people can understand them. They just don't know what the actual deeper meaning is. So that's what's going yeah. on here. Exactly. And yeah. it's about this guy who, who beat Aaron up and took his when he was a kid and he's his, something with Jim's baseball glove or yeah, something. He, yeah. He, he sold Jim's base catcher's mitt yep. because Jim wasn't a very good catcher. Apparently and he was better in center field. I love how we sold it as no. I was doing you a favor by yeah, stealing your stuff favor. and selling it. Uh, he's yeah. been a he's been a, 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 a scammer since he was like four. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm, again, I'm not really sure that this pays off. No, I don't think so either. Because I'm not sure what the code. Because it's clear that Jim is trying to get Aaron to think of something yeah. because he has a plan and to escape. Yep. And I, you know, they, they take off their belts. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. It's because they, they hit with the belts. I mean, and, yeah, and they hit with the belts. So I, I, I guess the kid hit Aaron with the belt. Perhaps. Um, I, I guess that's what it is. I mean, maybe it's something they talked about a lot. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's not like when you think back to just the last episode when he says, uh, he keeps saying Geronimo. Yeah. Even Geronimo would blind me at this point. Yeah. That's funny. This isn't, yeah. this is just odd. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot of odd bits in this episode. Like I like it. Yeah. I really do like it. And I like, but it's a weird one that way. There's a couple yeah. of things where you go, what the hell were you guys thinking there? Yeah. You know, yeah like, like, like it's, they've got the idea there. Yeah. But it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. It's like, oh like it's God, not the, pay, you... the joke, the payoff of the joke isn't. And this there. is one. And this is one of the limitations of regular TV is that they had to be 50 minutes and 40 seconds long. Yeah. Uh, if this was a streamer, they put an extra two minutes on it and who cares? Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whereas like the Geronimo one, you got the joke, right? Oh, like, yeah. like you got the joke, the joke and it was up, funny. Exactly. And then, and, and then the payoff was good because he's saying Geronimo. Yep. yep. Right. And you're waiting for the feds to show up, but they don't. Yeah. Um, and so, and the guy's going, why do you keep talking about Geronimo? Yeah. Uh, you know, so you, the joke works there. I, yeah. I'm not, not sure it works here. I, it doesn't. You know, uh, maybe again, maybe because there's some kind of bit that was edited out 
I think so. Um, and they just didn't kind of fix yeah. that. That's I mean, my it, guess. It, I don't know. It doesn't really hurt the episode. It's, it's just better than it's any just... TV show I've ever written. So yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But still, that's true. I mean, it, it, um, it's annoying a bit. Like, you know, I'm, you know, but like you say, it's just one of those weird things that you know, sort of, yeah, happens in in the, you know, like the bar the bar patron. Now the bar patron, I'm pretty sure there probably was another scene. I think so. There had to be just something. a little bit of dialogue, um, but I don't know. Um, and as you said, there's a lot of a bit of handheld camera work here. Yeah, which I thought was very yeah. now. You yeah. know, that was good. And and I think that's the other thing, kind of like stylistically about the 70s, is they're starting to explore what you can do with the cameras. Very much so. You know, where, whereas like if you look at the 50s and the 60s, um, understandably because the cameras were... <laughs> the size of small huge, houses. <laughs> right? So basically all you could do is stick it in a place and point it, right? Maybe move it around a bit yeah. on, if it's on wheels. Yeah. Um, but now where like actual technology is getting better. Yeah. Um, you know, technology is getting better. Camera technology is getting better. They're they're able to do a little bit more more things like like there were always handheld cameras. Yep. But the quality wasn't there. The the quality of the video wasn't necessarily there. And now we're getting to a position where the the, the technology is improving enough that it's kind of catching up to the creative imaginary world of the creators of the tv shows yeah um you know they know what they want to do now they can kind of actually do it and this is the the, right. the thing is like uh, even then though a, a tv uh i'm just looking at old, pictures of old tv cameras from 1975 uh yeah. uh a handheld camera still wasn't really handheld i mean today no. you can shoot 4k video in your phone this yeah. was something that probably weighed 120 pounds and a guy was yeah. wearing a backpack so yeah. that's some yeah. that's some cinematography yeah. you should be impressed by that when you watch it yeah exactly so, uh, which again, you know, when you're thinking of chases and fights probably requires a lot of choreography with those cameras. Very, uh, right? it does you even know? now when you're using little digital SLRs or phones yeah. to make TV yeah. shows, which people actually do now, it still involves a tremendous amount of yeah. choreography, just even to keep the yeah. crew out of the shot. I mean, just, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause it's not just the choreography of the two guys fighting. Yeah, it's a choreography of the two guys fighting plus the crew, plus the people making a TV show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, which makes it a lot more, a lot more difficult, I would think. Yep. Um, and so now we get, you know, and, and again, they they get into the car. Yep. Doesn't start. And this is where the joke doesn't, like the caddy doesn't start. It doesn't pay off, man. And it's like, you know, again, you know, the joke kind of fizzles here, I think. And when they get in the car, you know, that's going to happen. Like, it, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and they should know it's going to happen. Yes, they should. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, like the Geronimo one, one works, you know, Yeah. because you know, it's going to happen. Like we know it's going to happen. Oh, he as soon as he gave out that code word, you knew he was going to say that. In fact, there's even a joke. Right. Yep. You've heard that joke. And it's what's the, what's yep. the old uh, Indian guy's name again. That's the, that's yep. the punchline of the joke. Right. Yep. Exactly. Like we've all even heard. So where is this? It just didn't. Yeah. It just didn't. Yeah. Work. It didn't work. This, this episode should have been five minutes longer. Yeah. Yeah. But they couldn't, they couldn't have been. It's different time. Yeah. Um, and so the FBI shows up. Yep. We got cops, um, we got FBI. They arrest yep. the whole. Everyone. 
Kit and know, Caboodle, as people yeah, would say. Yeah, that, that reminds me uh, of the guy, um, I guess it was the, the pilot episode where he just says, you know, I'm going to arrest everybody all in storm mode later. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's like. I bet that happens, by the way. I, yeah, I wouldn't that, be surprised at all if that happens. I think that's life. fair, right? Yeah. You know. No, I think it know, actually is fair, too. I wouldn't yeah. like it at the time if I'd done nothing wrong. But no, I'd of also course. understand it. Yeah. It's like. Days later. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's who's broken what law. I'm just going to arrest everybody and then figure out what's going on. And the people who have, who are innocent, I'll just let go. I'll say I'm um, sorry, and yep. we'll give them everybody. They'll get a free pen. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know, uh, and, a, and a USB key, and everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. Because I think I, even though as much as I have problems with the police generally, I, I would think, you know, would I file a complaint as long as they weren't physical with me probably not yeah just let it go it's like i understand yeah. why yeah i get it yep 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 um so yeah and so then the next scene um yep. aaron and jim are in jail Duma. yep yep and jim of course is released because yep. jim hasn't done anything and he's got a good lawyer and he's got a good lawyer um whereas aaron of course aaron's going to the back door Aaron's going is... to the joint <laughs> Is Bernie Madoff? So uh, Bernie Madoff. So he's going to go because he's at least done the Ponzi scheme. Yeah, yeah. Um, then he starts. And so, yeah. Go ahead. With his thing about what he wants to do with the prisoners. Yeah, he wants he wants to organize the prisoners. Dare to be free. And see if he said organize like I want to organize them like a union because they're made yeah. to do labor. I would go yeah. totally into that. I agree yeah. with that. But here, what's he doing? He's just yeah. going to try to scam a bunch of people who are, and I mean, this is going to sound harsh, but people in prison as a rule are of lower socioeconomic and educational status. Therefore, he's going to, he's got even better marks to steal from. Yes. Uh, it, it's really, it's a very cynical ending. Aaron's yeah. all happy. Yeah. Good. This is another business opportunity. Yeah. But I mean, it's a cynical TV show. The Rocker Files fits the 70s perfectly because it's a cynical yeah. time. It's a cynical TV show, but it's really mm -hmm. And this isn't me, me being critical at all, actually, but it's a hell of an ending because it's basically yeah. saying he's a bad guy and he's going to keep being ba a bad guy. And now he's going to go after, uh, yeah. well, let's face some facts here, Steve. Who's he going to go after? Who's in prison? He's going to go after brown people. Like it really, yeah. it's yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think the show knows that too. And I think yeah. you're supposed to feel kind of gross at the end. So I, I liked it the way it ends. Yeah. Cause, cause it is a very, as we, we've talked about, even in this episode, it is a show that has a kind of social awareness. It does. Yeah. Right. Like they, they know what's going on and they're, you know, as we, as we saw with the cab driver, as we saw with Beth, yep. right. You know, they're kind of aware of what's going on totally. and let us know that they're aware of what's going on. So, so I think you're right. I think there yeah. is a kind of, awareness there you know that this guy is n not going to change right oh, yeah you know this ho whole idea that prison is there to re rehabilitate people is nonsense because that's not what it's there for no it's the, um, it's there it's it's there to create customers for his scam like it's exactly that's really a harsh thing to be a message yeah. in this yeah, well, but it's know, but it's a very realistic message and i again i i uh, really appreciate that and um, there are places that have private prisons in which yeah. the prisons are owned by private companies. Yeah, yeah. Some of those places so, are. So you know, I'm. Just, I can just imagine. Just look up my window. I can see the states now. Yep. Yeah, no, that place. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm. I'm sure that in uh, forty yeah. years, Aaron Ironwood is going to be um, a warden at one of these places. 
Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. or, or, or at least telling the, the government that he can build one and then stealing the money. Or he'll be a GOP candidate for the exactly. presidential nomination. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that's the end of the episode. Indeed. So um, this is a traditional moment where I say yes. to you, Dave. Yes. Dave, is there anything I missed? Uh, more of a meta thing. And that's just that we really had no proper car chases in this episode. That's true. And that's it might true. be the first one of the series we've watched where there's no car chases. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I th- there were a couple ish but there's there's you know because we had the cab and all that stuff but we didn't have rockford peeling out in his firebird and basically laughing at how everybody isn't as good a driver so yeah and it didn't suffer for it but it's an interesting thing but i wonder if that i I wonder if it's because uh garner had the the knee it's a good surgery and so it was like good point they didn't you know because he he did a lot of the driving stunts himself as well not all of them but but he did a lot of them and 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 i think he liked doing them too yeah and so i think it might have been that like his his knee wasn't very good so they didn't want to that's probably what it is they you know they didn't want to they didn't want to put put a lot of stress on the knee because until he was better yeah, you're probably right. Um, you know, it's like like a, you know, not throwing out your your top running back who has a knee problem because you don't want him to blow out his knee again. That's right. That kind so of thing. Not dressing Carrie Price because yeah, yep. yeah. exactly, yep. exactly. So um, that I think that kind of wraps it up. It does. Um, is there is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I don't know. Listen to my lectures. Search my name on podcast things and you'll find lectures that I'm giving right now at Algoma sure. University. What about you, Steve? Um, I'm in the middle of marking again. <laughs> I, I, I next know week. I I'll be doing that next I, week. Yeah. I know I keep saying that a lot, but I have a lot of marking to do. Yeah. Um, so I, um, we are going tomorrow, tomorrow night, tomorrow, Sunday, Saturday, right? Yep. Um, we are going to be recording a masochist movie collective. Oh, very nice. Uh, we have been off um, on vacation because we we take this the summers off for sure. that show. Um, so we're coming back with a selection by Oliver Rockside as well. Oh. It's Oliver's Oliver's choice. Okay. Um, and it's local hero. Do you know that one? Yeah, it's yeah a really sure. Good movie. Yeah, I, yeah I, it's not I, a bad I, little I, movie at all. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I haven't seen it in a while. Um, yeah, neither but, have I. But it, but it, it's a pretty good movie. So we're <laughs> we're recording that tomorrow night. So so the next. Well, maybe I, I don't. I, Jason usually does it the same night, so probably tomorrow night. Okay, we'll probably get something from the the Masochists Movie Collective. Sounds good. Um, me, Jason, Oliver, and Stephanie. Oh, sounds good. I'll I'll, uh, I'll be tuning in. So I guess all that's left to say is, um, well, I'll talk to you later. I will see you in the future. All right. Bye. Good evening. In California today, President Ford looked down the barrel of a loaded automatic held by a red-haired woman in a long red dress. But the gun didn't go off, and he's all right. The woman was wrestled to the ground by a Secret Service man, and the president was hustled away. She is being charged with attempted murder of the president. She is 26-year-old Lynette Alice Fromm, nicknamed Squeaky. She's a member of the so-called Manson family, followers of the convicted murderer, Charles Manson. Our White House correspondent, Tom Brokaw, was there when it happened this morning, and here is his report from Sacramento, California. It was mid-morning in Sacramento when President Ford left a hotel to walk over to the state capitol for a meeting with Governor Edmund Brown, Jr. in a speech to the state legislature. 
This was a political trip, part of the president's campaign to lock up the Republican nomination. So he was shaking hands as he went along, working the crowd, as politicians say. And it was a friendly crowd. Accompanied by aides and Secret Service agents, the president reached for every hand in sight. Suddenly, a young woman holding a gun appeared at the president's side. A Secret Service agent grabbed the gun and wrestled the young woman to the ground as other agents formed a tight protective shield around the president and moved him swiftly to the Capitol. Mr. Ford had seen the gun. He had a dazed, bewildered look as he was rushed along. Uh, I was about to shake the president's hand. I was watching him approach. Uh, my friend was shaking his hand just to my right, and uh, I saw the Secret Servicemen rush the crowd where I was standing. Uh, I looked down, and I saw the young lady who I'd seen previously just in the crowd scene. Um, I looked down. I saw her holding a gun. I saw the butt of the uh, handgun, and I don't know if she had gotten it out of her purse yet or not anyway. And uh, at that point, I uh, hit the ground, so to speak. I didn't want to be involved. I believe he must have seen her because uh, he turned white. Domestic tranquility. Including a speech to the state legislature on, ironically, crime control. It was written before the assassination attempt and included a reference to Sacramento. 10th Street in Sacramento is as important to the people who walk and work there as peace in the Sinai Desert. Following the speech, President Ford described his own feelings about the assassination attempt. Let me say very emphatically that I think the Secret Service and the other law enforcement uh, agencies that were on the job were doing a superb job, and I want to thank them for everything they did in this unfortunate incident. I also wish to express to the people of California my gratitude for the very, very warm welcome that they've given me in the state of California. And I would not under any circumstances feel that one individual in any way represented the attitude on the part of the people of California. I just thank the Californians for being so friendly and so hospitable. And let me add with great emphasis, this incident, under no circumstances, will prevent me or preclude me from contacting the American people as I travel from one state to another and from one community to another. In my judgment, it's vitally important for a president to see the American people. And I'm going to continue to have that personal contact and relationship with the American people. I think it's vital, and I intend to carry it out. President, can you give us any idea of what you saw or felt personally at the time? I am not sure that I ought to describe what I saw uh, beyond uh, 
fact that I saw a hand coming up behind several others in the front row, and obviously there was a gun in that hand. I then saw almost instantaneously very quick and very effective action by the Secret Service in taking care of the matter. Your own thoughts, sir? Well, I was very thankful for the first class. I was very thankful to the Secret Service uh, for doing a superb job. But once I saw that they had done it, uh, I thought I'd better get on with the rest of the day's schedule. Thank you, Thank you very much. I think that's what I said. Tonight, President Ford is en route back to Washington, and apparently he will continue his campaign schedule, including a return trip to California in about two weeks. Tom, Tom, you were, Tom, excuse me, you were there when it all happened. What did you do? Well, I was trailing the president by about 20 yards, and it was an extremely packed crowd as he moved along there, when suddenly I noticed movement to uh, the president's party and then movement off to the left, someone being driven back into the crowd, someone dressed in red. And so as I saw that the president was all right and moving in a very tight protective cordon of Secret Service agents, I turned immediately to... What was going off to the left, I knew the Secret Service agent involved, Larry Boondorf, was really one of the crack agents on the uh, White House detail. And I must say I was stunned when I looked down into the face of Squeaky Fromm. I'd worked in California, as you know, for a long time and had covered the Manson capers and trial and murders, and she was a very familiar figure there. And at first I thought it was probably just another episode of her rather bizarre behavior. It wasn't clear to me then that she had a gun. But I did recognize her almost immediately. Uh, Boondorf, the agent, had a very set look on his face, and then it became clear that she indeed had a gun. And some people said that she had fired, or had attempted to fire, that was never quite clear. On the ground, she said, it didn't go off, I'm being still. And then, as she stood up, she said, he's not your public servant. And she was led away. Excellent. Okay, where's, where's my fucking mouse pointer? There it is. Okay. <laughs> I, should, I should leave that part in. Where's my fucking mouse pointer? Um, and... Peggy? Pizza House! 